Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You want people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one. Pounder with cheese and France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my. my progeny to you of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, it's my time uh, how do you measure success hey everyone and welcome to superhero speak i'm your host dave and yes things have gone off the rails already so this week jd and john both couldn't make it john had some personal business to take care of and JD has COVID, so... Yikes. Oh, the irony. So filling in, I brought in two of our, our good friends of the show, uh, starting with, of course, the master of comic book reviews for the website, D Square. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing well. Doing well. And from the Gorilla Brain podcast, the one, the only 8-Bit Ray. The only living prophet left alive on the planet Earth. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, people might remember not too long ago, both of you guys were on the show debating Hickman, his mm -hmm. run on the X-Men, and uh, I'm fine. We'll get. We'll, we'll go right to it. Apparently, Hickman is leaving <gasps> Marvel. The shock. Oh, you don't Wait, say. He's leaving the X-Men, yes. Well, but yeah. He says he's got to do other big things in Marvel, which I'm like, the X-Men biggest thing ever anyway <laughs> so so okay so I'll, I'll we'll start we'll start you don why do you think he's leaving the x-men so the more i learn about it he built the world that the x-men currently reside in he had a plan but the timeline was not determined they hired a bunch of newer writers in the x office and they like playing in hickman's sandbox that he created but they don't want to move forward and the editor-in-chief there, Jordan White, of the ex-office, I guess, is tending to agree with the writers. Yeah, let's just play here. Let's not progress the story. And so with that, Hickman's like, okay, I'll wrap it up with Inferno, then peace out. Of course, we heard he went to Substack. He says he's going to still do Marvel stuff. But yeah, the 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 head of X, the Kevin Feige of the X-Men world, is exiting after two years of coming in and blowing up Matthew Rogue, uh, Rosenberg's run, which was actually enjoyable. Mm -hmm. uh, it was exciting. It was exciting, House and Powers of Ten, but yeah, now they're just kind of stale and sitting there because the current writers just like the status quo. It's apparently making money. So, okay, they're not going to continue with what Hickman had. Ray, do you agree with that assessment? It's, it's a Hickman MO. He comes in, he does all the heavy lifting, and then he leaves. That's what Hickman does because he wants to, he wants to go to Substack. Okay, that's fine. You're going to make your money. You're going to make more money as an independent. That's kind of, you know, he's better as an independent anyway. He's not so much a company guy. So 
You right. know, just like he did with Fantastic Four and Avengers, he set everything up and then he split. Now he built up the X Men. Now he split. What? Why? There's no reason for it. I mean, he's obviously a good company employee. You know, you know, two years doing the X Men books, but still, just wants to leave. Instead of progressing the story further, it's going to be held in place forever, forever and ever, and it's going to get stale. And then they're going to have to reboot X Men number one, Uncanny number one, New X Men number one, yeah. Amazing X Men number one, Uncanny Avenger. I- I'm, d- I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. I- I'm done. I'm done. That with is... the dick. That is on the slate, though. They do. I mean, mind you, they just reset, uh, and we just had a brand new X Men number one a couple weeks ago, and yep, we're going to get a new X Men number one here forthcoming. So, yay! It's all about them number ones. Man. It's almost like yeah. we're back in the Jim Shooter era, you know, where you got where you got like a million number ones and all the and all the gimmick foil covers and trading cards and all this other mm-hmm. shit. We're back in we're back in the Shooter era, baby. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, from what I'm hearing about Substack, like it's a it's a decent setup for these guys, and they're gonna get make most of the profits off of these books. So, yeah, I can't blame yeah, that's, them. That's, that's what they deserve. Creators right. should always, you know, creators should always get what they're valued at. Always know your worth. That's one thing I've learned in my industry and what I do for a living is know your worth. These guys that are going over to Substack know their worth and they believe in themselves and that's important as a writer slash creator yeah mm-hmm. true mm-hmm. very true so other than than the hickman madness what have you guys been up to don how what, what what's new in your world what's new in my world so of course we're in the era of hashtag free marvelverse capcom 2 <laughs> one of my favorite games i actually was, game ever yes it is sir see me and ray we're on the same level Amen. So I finally spent, because I actually have a copy of it still. So I'm not mm-hmm. really worried about free MVC because I, I've had it basically on every system it came out. And about 10 years ago or whatever, you could download it on your PS3. All the characters unlock. I'm like, give me that. So I actually still mm-hmm. have a PS3 whose sole purpose <laughs> is for me and my buddy Halo Drama to play Marvel's Capcom. But we can't stream it. We can't stream it because the PS3 prevents that. Unless, of course, you stop being cheap. And you spend sixteen dollars mm-hmm. on a little box, and here we go. So I'm going to be streaming that soon, and I'm excited. I don't think anyone else in the world besides my buddy Halo Drum is excited, but I'm super excited. <laughs> and you'll see that on the Omega Level Nerds uh, YouTube channel. You probably, you know, I don't know how entertaining it'll be, but I'll love it. So that, that's that's what's <laughs> exciting in my world is I'm going to be streaming some MVC two and laughing at people like Haha, I don't need to free MVC two. I got it anyway. <laughs> So I gotta ask, I gotta ask these where who's your team? Who's your three man? Okay. So Sentinel is kind of banned because he's broken, but otherwise mm. he would be. So I usually go Ryu, Colossus, and Juggernaut. That's, that's my no, team. No 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 Omega Red? No, I'm not that good with Omega Red. I'm good with the oh. turtles. I know I get fucked up by Omega Red though, believe me. <laughs> Love Omega Red. Love Omega Red. Dim splice up. <laughs> Dave, who's your team? Oh, God, I haven't played Marvel vs. Capcom in a long time. But, I mean, I, I got, you know, I, I've always I've always got to have Spider-Man and Cap. Like, right. but, I don't know who the third would be. Probably Colossus. I mean, you had there such you a, huge ro- a huge roster in that game, especially on the Marvel side. I mean, you got Blackheart, you have Thanos, you have Sumagorath, which mm-hmm. is a preferred favorite of mine, uh, which we'll talk about when we talk about uh, What If. But uh, I'm sure Dave will get to that. But I mean, there's so many, 
so many characters. I mean, it's like almost 70 characters. It's it's a huge yeah. game. Yeah. You know, it's still competitive and fun as hell to play. It's the greatest fighting game of all time. I will fight that for the, you know. Uh, I just, I love 2D fighters. You know, to this day, I, I'll still go back, you know, on my PS4. You know, this is a modern console. I'm still playing King of Fighters 98. There we go. You know, I, I love, absolutely love 2D yeah. fighters. I wish they'd make a comeback. Give me more Dark Stalkers, please. <laughs> yeah, that was a cool game. Mm-hmm. So, so what's what else is new in your world besides playing old video games? Oh dear God! Uh, well, I quit job two today. I'm fully employed by myself now, so oh, I'm wow, gonna have cool. more time, more time for podcasting, more time for Twitch streams and things like that. That's cool. Other than that, not a whole lot. That's just been consuming most of my time. You know, you've been wondering where I'm at. That's where I've been at working so yeah get i got that out of the way i, I have joey to carlo if you know what i mean you know how i got the you know how he got the better job and now he can guest on other shows and yeah come, come on come on superhero speak and, and ruin it for all of us yeah i'm doing that now <laughs> joey heard that <laughs> you don't ruin anything joey no no not at all uh, cool Cool. Debatable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I myself, I haven't been up to much just working and and then got shocked by, you know, John told me he wasn't going to be on this. I'm like, oh, okay, we'll get a sub. And then I told JD and JD's like, oh, I'm not going to be on either. <laughs> like, oh, so, 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 so JD got COVID, right? Oh, man, uh, yeah. Oh, as far as, as, far as yeah, I know, I- he, he had, he woke up. I think he said he woke up yesterday and his had a cough and it was feeling a little run down. So he's very paranoid. So he went and got the test and yeah, it came back that he has it. So That's shitty as hell. Is that why John's not here? Was he afraid to catch it over a Zoom call? <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Uh, he, no, he just had something he had to take care of. I got you. That's I'll pick funny up though. Don't worry. He, 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 would, he would be though. <laughs> <laughs> And it's funny because, you know, he's he was one of the first ones in our group to get vaccinated, too. So, you know, well, that's the thing, too, because he's like saying he's fine. The symptoms really aren't that bad, but his son has it. And his oh. son's he said his son, his son's OK, but, you know, he'd rather just take care of him than do the show. So I understand that. So. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Our, our thoughts are with you, J.D. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I feel bad for him. He went to that AEW show, CM Punk returned. He's all jazzed about that. And oh, yeah. Like, and then now he's got COVID. Yeah. And he was already kind of, you know, anxious about it to begin with. So now. Completely yeah. forgot about that. I know that was all over the place, too. CM Punk's return. Yeah. So, uh, but there's my other question for you two gentlemen. Are you both caught up on what if... Yes. yes, sir, I am. All right. I'm kind of curious what you guys think. I'll start with you, Ray, since I know that you hadn't watched it yet, but you watched it for the show. So I yes, appreciate I, that. I wa- okay, so I thought Showtime was 8 o'clock. My bad on that, Dave. Didn't mean to give you too much shit. But <laughs> I finished watching it at about 7.30. I finished uh, the Star-Lord episode. So, so far, I wasn't all about Peggy Carter as Cap. I'm just like, it doesn't work. You know, is she Captain Britain? No, mm-hmm. she's not. But I mean, uh, after about 15 minutes into the episode, I'm like, I can get into this. You know, we have we have Steve Rogers, you know, in like an Ironmonger suit yep. with, you know, Tesseract power. And I thought that was pretty inventive. Bucky, Bucky's haircut. 
annoyed <laughs> me so bad. He had he had a 2015 haircut in 1945. Explain right. that one to me. Yeah, it, it just, that annoyed me. I, I, it's it's a stupid pet peeve of mine. Like you're out of time. But uh, yeah, I mean anything Red Skull, I'm all about. So to get a Red Skull story was awesome. Well, kind of a rip, but and I have a question for you guys. Was that Shumagorath that came out of that portal? What is it called? It's like one of the. It's not. That's all, I, I can't remember its name though now. Um, it, but it's not. Yeah. I, yeah. It, I don't. Go ahead. It it, it would have gotten a ten out of ten if it was Sumagurath. You know how long I've been waiting for Sumagurath to appear in the Marvel universe. Dave knows. Dave's in the channel. He knows my love of the B side build. So yeah. to, I thought it was Sumagurath, and I'm like, finally, and it wasn't. Now I'm boned. I it mean, was just a tentacle it... monster. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it could be, but I guess what gave it away is they. I think if it was Shuma Gorath, we would have saw his eye, and I yeah. think we would have heard his like telepathic communication. Yeah, but yep. then again, we could not have heard it, and they could come back and and say that happened. So, mm. but I'm leaning toward not. I think we would have saw the eye, and and also his color. Right. I think they would have stuck with the green. I could be wrong. Well, I mean, the, the lighting was kind of bluish, but you could tell yeah. it had a little yeah. hint of green in there. That's what confused me. Like, yeah. is this Gorath, you know? Uh, and apparently not. Here I am, bummed, bummed, bummed. Thanks, Team Square. You ruined everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you thats what you get for being a, I guess, correct prophet of doom for my X-Men. Got to get you some way. <laughs> what did you think but, of the... Uh, okay. Oh, the Star-Lord episode? The T'Challa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't dig it in the first couple of minutes. I'm like, okay, we're doing everything another way. Okay, everybody everybody loves T'Challa. He's a good guy. The Ravagers are good guys. You know, the one guy, I can't remember his name, The from the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy, I can't remember his name. Uh, he's a good guy. He wants to be best friends with Star-Lord. Thanos is a good guy. Uh, just confused the hell out of me. Really? I'm like, you talk Thanos, who is, you know, who has Omega-level intelligence. You talked him out of, you know, destroying the universe with the Infinity Gauntlet. You did? But that didn't make sense because the the, the Star-Lord character, he wasn't very silver-tongued at all in this. So where was that quick wit of his that talked Thanos out of destroying the universe? Why didn't he talk the Collector out of anything? You know? I really dig the animation. It's very uh, Star Wars-y, like Clone Wars-ish. I yeah. kind of, I kind of dig that. Is it? Is it the same studio? Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think this is because it's Luke at Art, Lucas Arts that. Well, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know if Disney was doing it in house. You know, so. Uh, oh. But it, it, it just, it's very Clone Wars. I dig it. But uh, let's see what else happened in that episode. I just watched it. And I can't remember everything. <laughs> I love the Howard the Duck. I, I love the Howard the Duck cameo. I was mm -hmm. Howard the Duck to the oomph degree. Loved it. Yeah, I, I loved everything about it. And then that that ending part. With you know our hero, our inspiration, you know Chadwick Boseman. I'm just like, mm, mm, mm. hit me right in the throat, man. Yeah. That, that was a that was a that was a a punt right in the throat. All right, what about you, Don? Yeah, that was tough. I've enjoyed the series as a whole so far. With Peggy Carter being the super soldier, I actually really the the thing that's the scene I really liked is when she wrote on the back of uh, Iron Monger, who is now, you know, of course, piloted by Steve Rogers. And she goes up and like destroys a whole squadron of planes. You know, I, I don't know. I, I just really impressed with that. I thought she made a better super soldier than Steve Rogers. I don't quite get their relationship, though, in the show 
like if he didn't become a super soldier why would he still be involved like i don't know but they had fun with it obviously but i just don't think he would still be involved but he is he's piloting this ironmonger powered by the tesseract so i thought it was cool i also like the animation i just think whenever they do like bright lights or something it just it looks weird to me when they do that but everything else about the animation is cool the second episode it is really funny and it's almost like they're like throwing shade at chris pratt or i don't know just chris pratt star lord because like now that t'challa is star lord everything is better you know like ray mentioned he talked Mm -hmm. thanos I'm not going to say they completely talked him out of the plan because he's still trying to defend it while he's talking to is like, no, 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 that's genocide, dude. No, 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 no. It's like, that was funny. He talked to like five different people and everyone's like, no, that's, that's just genocide. But it was interesting that they introduced this, what is it, Genesis Ember that the collector had. Right. <laughs> as a way that, and that's why Thanos... You know, again, I think it's a stretch that somebody would convince Thanos, oh, no, no, here's this ember thing that'll just create more resources, and that's why you can stop your genocide. So I agree that's a bit of a stretch. But it was it was interesting, and it was funny, again, that it's like he's not fully convinced that his plan is genocide, and he has to keep talking to people who everyone, is, you know, consistently, no, dude, it's genocide. I liked Nebula's wig, so that was nice. So in this world, she wears a, a blonde wig. It's a nice touch. Um, almost, like a, like, almost, almost like a callback to Infinity Gauntlet, but she had long black hair in the comic. Yeah, yeah. But it, so was that was cool. But I'm with Ray, man. That was a little tough to get through with the Chadwick Boseman. That's his final performance, particularly when, you know, his dad, he sees that speech that his dad is broadcast out to the universe to find his son about him being, you know, the bright star of the universe. And then again, everything seems better. You know, T'Chaka is still alive uh, because Chad, because T'Challa is now Star-Lord. So that was, that, that, that. I thought it was an interesting twist, a little bit of shade on the established Star-Lord character that everything is just better if he's not Star-Lord. But then we learn that his father, Ego, you know, does find him on Earth. And so bad things are going to happen in this what-if scenario. And that kind of calls back to what John was saying. You know, they, they, they have kind of went to the more darker ending that, 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 you, that you saw in the comics. I know it wasn't quite there in the first episode, but at, at the end of this episode, like, as all this good stuff, uh-oh, you know, this is going on. Yeah. I'm liking it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm going to be the, the wet blanket. I'm disappointed in the show. Mm-hmm. Like, I would rather see the show that they t- teased at the end of that episode. I'd rather see the show where mm. Peter Quill and, and Ego go off together, you know, and then like the world has to be saved. And because like, so far, like, like, I don't know, maybe it's the writing. I feel the writing is kind of lazy in the fact that like the first one, they all they did was take, okay, the They're first movie, a movie, yeah. reskin. All they did was reskin the movie, right? And then, and because everything happens exactly the same, it just with Peggy, and it's just like, well, that's not really. I don't think that's how it would really happen. And then with this one, it was just, I, I'm sorry. Like, yes, we all love Black Panther, we all love Chadwick Boseman, but this was just like a love fest for T'Challa, and it was just like that's not how you know, like. Oh, just because he's in a different situation, but he's still the same person in every aspect, and it's like. Yeah. Yeah, and and like to me, I I checked out as soon as 
Thanos showed up. I'm like, no, there's no way you're not going to convince <laughs> Thanos to give up his quest for the, the, the gauntlet. Like, that's just not going to happen. I don't care what what words he uses. There was no way that's going to happen. It was just like, yeah, no. Because he was already, like, they showed that in Infinity War. He was already going to planets and killing half of the population. Right. He just didn't have right. the gauntlet. The gauntlet was just going to make it easy for him. Like, he was already on his mission. So you're not going to talk a guy who's already committing genocide out of genocide. Like, it's just yeah. not going to happen. So, yeah, that was... Especially that, when you do genocide and you're like, okay, I'll stop. No one's still... Okay, you stop. Good. You can go about your business. Yeah, nobody nobody held him accountable for his crimes. Right, you know, he's exactly. Done, he's done killed... Yeah, so many. Yet he's a, he's a good guy Ravager now, so it's all okay. So, I mean, I was saying this to my brother, actually. is like, I kind of feel like they... They Disneyfied what if, you know, like they don't want to go to the dark, sad stories. So like, let's make everything happy and, and joyful and, and like everything's still good. And it's like, eh, no, give me, give me well, like, the, the story well, where they, they lose. You have, you have to remember, Dave, this is a big multi-billion dollar business. And if yeah. kids are unhappy and it's too dark, they're not going to want to watch the show. They want to see their heroes win. Yay. We adults were like, you know, we're, we're, What's it? Pessimistic? Is that the word? Yeah. <laughs> okay. We want to see our heroes fail because this is a what if universe. So give us our alternative. You know what I mean? Like save all your happy endings for the movies and make your billions. But you know, we're paying a subscription service. Give us what we want. We right. want those dark endings. You know, we want something a little different than the happy go lucky things that they put out. And I love all the movies. I really do. But yeah, it's, it's, it is what it is. It's it's a billion dollar business. Like I said, you get what you get. I mean, I did like the Ocean's Eleven aspect of the Star Lord T'Challa episode. You know, where like they tricked it. But can someone explain to me how the Collector became that powerful just because Peter Quill yeah. and and T'Challa trade places? Like, so he he just oh, uh, defeated the Avengers. <laughs> I I did I did forget to mention. I love that they threw the Black Order with the Collector. I, the Black Order does not yeah. get enough love. I love the Black yeah. Order. I've loved them since they debuted. And then I saw them in Infinity War, and I lost my mind seeing Corvus played in Proxima Midnight. And I'm just like, oh, so good. And then I get them again in What If. I think they need their own series. Can we please get that, Disney? Well, they kill them all off in Endgame, so. Ain't that, yeah, twice, bro. Most of them, most of them bit the bucket in Infinity War, and then yes. they kill them all again in Endgame. It was a, it was a double crap load on my face this is when it was two years running <laughs> i think they're gonna have to you know do them from an alternate universe <laughs> I, i'm sick and tired of marvel teasing me and never pleasing <laughs> you, you you tease me a, a red skull story in the in the peggy carter thing and then you kill red skull why and then you tease shumagarath and it's not shumagarath give me what i want marvel Please, I'm begging you. We need it. Uh, what else we got today, boys? I'm freaking sad now. Whoa. All right, all right. Let's let's move on to to happier news. Let's do some mo social media madness. Everyone's favorite topic. No, 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 no. It's my favorite topic. <laughs> yeah, because you know, because you get mentioned a lot of times. All right. Yeah. So we last week had talked about Jason, not Jason Todd. Who's Tim the Drake. third one? Tim Drake. Yes, coming Tim out Drake. of the. Oh yeah. Coming out of the closet, uh, as it were, in an, an upcoming Batman story. And uh, we got some responses on this. I wonder from who? Mick Six, who's at McLean Six, said, 
the entire reason that Robin exists. Oh yeah, because my question on on Twitter was, is this a good thing or a gimmick to sell books? Their, their response was, the entire reason Robin exists is a character is a gimmick to sell books. And it, is this, this is real. This is a real comment. You're not making these up. This is yes. very very astute and shelves are made to put things on so i will impart my wisdom onto you no no but yes i will say that the reason robin was created was to bring in younger readers yeah but but not to sell books nobody bought a batman comic for robin and what he was up to this week nobody did that's why no that's why nobody really bought the robin books that's why he had to go be nightwing so he could sell some books man (laughs) this is true this is true timothy jones said this is never an easy subject to talk about let alone one to write about so so steering clear tim is that <laughs> yes yeah, so i'm not detecting a joke there so no there's no joke there that's i'm not going to get involved kind of comment <laughs> right and then there's one from this uh gorilla brain podcast <laughs> that asshole great let's hear from him every every time my name is mentioned John usually gives me the, oh, God. <laughs> so I'm going to give myself the, oh, God, this guy. Okay, go ahead, read it. It depends what, was it for shock value to push sales, or is it a natural progression of the character's arc? That's my question, because I don't know a lot of Tim Drake stories, but apparently some people who love the character say that they always felt that he was gay. So Yeah, I remember hearing JD talk about that last week. So I think as far as the comic writing, it's not for shock value to push sales because I I, I generally don't think doing this does. But the media or comic book media, whatever you want to call, I guess us, we're definitely shock valuing this because when I look at articles that talk about this, most of them show pictures of Dick Grayson. Most of the headlines say Robin is gay or bisexual instead of specifying Tim Drake. You could do the same thing with Wolverine, okay? There's two Wolverines. There's a male and female Wolverine right Uh now. So if one Wolverine who's female, or you could just put the headline, Wolverine makes love to a man, okay? You're going to assume, oh, man, Logan is all right, okay? Oh, wait, no, it's Laura Kinney. Okay, you know, no, you know, so... It, it's in itself does not seem to be a sensationalized move, particularly with what JD was telling me with his longtime reader of the character. But right. definitely the comic book media is. I mean, again, all the pictures is a it, none of them, hardly any of them are Tim Drake. So, so I mean, trying to throw that out there. I mean, and the last comment was from uh, Kill Switch OLED Modal. It's at I am Kill Switch on Twitter. Said, you know, I never thought he was straight character i never thought he was a straight character no idea why but never thought he was but doing it during the these times where everyone seems to have in it to announce everything just makes it seem like a marketing ploy you know what he's true right like if if people no, have no, thought I, this I, for I, a long time they could have done this a while ago but now it seems like they're doing it more and more in the comics it just yeah it does feel like a marketing ploy Okay, here was a thing. What was it? 20, I want to say it was about 2012, 2013. Remember when Iceman had a gay wedding? He married, who did he marry? Or no, no, it was, it was uh, uh, one of the new mutants. What was his name? Sunfire? I can't remember which one. Yes. They, um, had, a wedding. Yeah. they had a wedding. Okay. Yeah, my, my comic shop had a party celebrating the wedding, which was really cool. But they had a cake and everything. It was cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I mean, like, that was almost like a marketing ploy, you know? Like, <gasps> No, not a gay wedding in comics. We can't do that. Well, you know, they did. And then they stole a ton of books. That was a marketing ploy. 
Okay, that was not a progression of a character whatsoever. Right. So, so now we have Tim Drake coming out as gay or bisexual, whichever his preference. Whatever. It, it doesn't matter unless the character's story is furthered by this fact. Then there's no point even bringing it up. Right. Exactly. No, I agree too. That's the other thing. Like, as long as it works in the story and it makes sense, right? There's no other reason to bring it up. What was I gonna say? Shoot. Just went out of my head. I kind of felt like when they made Alan Scott gay, that felt like it was like a ploy to sell books. Iceman is gay, though, right? That was a thing. Yes. Yes, yes. That that is a thing because they brought his younger version forward in time. Right, all new X-Men. Yeah, all new X-Men. And then they found out the younger version is gay. And they're like, wait a minute. (laughs) And then, yeah, that's what it is. But that was interesting. See, I'm the type, I really don't care about a character. I don't read comic books for somebody's sexual preference. That's just not why I read it. But I do have a lot of uh, Twitter friends, X-Men fans, uh, LGBTQ community, stumbling over my words. But they clamor for this. So for them, this sort of thing is really important because they do Mm -hmm. yearn for representation. Uh, Although I've not seen as much buzz over this as I would when an X-Men character is declared. So I'm not sure what that's about. Maybe they just don't like DC that much. This this is important to to those in that community and, you know, the queer community. I And it's not a big storyline. I think the media blows this up more than anything because all he really did oh, was yeah. accept a date for a dude. I mean, so we're not talking about marriage or... Or oh, look at the crap in the X Men between Wolverine, Jean Grey, and Cyclops. I mean, you—that's yeah. pretty overt. <laughs> so that's yeah, fun stuff. So I, I again, I, I think it's a natural progression. I don't know if the character gains much of it, other than some straight dudes that like the character that I've seen. They're like, "Oh, I'll never read this again." <laughs> I don't get that. Colossus is gay in the Ultimate Universe. Do I like the Ultimate Universe? No. But does that make me hate the character? No because he's still Colossus, he's still an X-Men, and until they start showing gay porno in the comics, I really don't care, and they're never going to do that, so we're good to go. They did show Batman's dick. All right. <laughs> You're, uh, right. Yeah. You're right, they did. Oh, speaking of Batman's dick, did you guys, have you guys seen the long Halloween animated uh, movie that we reviewed I, last week on the show? I, I have not. This is a blind spot for me. I so. Uh, have you read the comic? Even though my brother said, hey, here, read this, I, I have still, yeah, I know. But I did listen to this awesome podcast that talked all about it called Superhero Speak, So, and it sounded really awesome. <laughs> Who are they? <laughs> well, Marky Mark, uh, our good friend from the So Wizard podcast, chimed in and said, I really enjoyed the long Halloween movie without having read the book, so I'm not disappointed by any of the changes. The pacing was a bit slow, but I really enjoyed the callback conversation of young Bruce with Falcon versus Batman with older Falcon. If you guys have never read or you wouldn't understand. Um, I've read read the book. I've read the book. I I read the trade probably about 10 years ago. I haven't read it since. So it's like, you know, I didn't have time to read it before the show. I took this last minute. So I had no preference. I've yet to see the movie. But after Batman Hush, and I was very disappointed in Batman Hush. I, I did not approve of it whatsoever. Just a lot of the DC animated movies are very, very hit or miss. So I'm excited to watch this one, but I'm worried at the same time because certain things you can change to make the story better, or there's certain things you can take out to make it completely worse. 
And, you know, they did that with Killing Joke. They added crap that just, <laughs> oh, we're banging Batgirl now. Yeah, I was going to mention fucking that. Fucking creepy. Okay, yeah. that's just weird. And, yeah. you know, and Harley's raping Robin. And, and I'm just, what, what's going on? So <laughs> what is going on in these movies? But, you know, you can add things or subtract things to make it better or worse. And I'm just fearful that it's going to make it worse. Uh, so we'll see how so, it goes. I'll, I'll eventually get to it. So the, yeah, well, it's funny too, because they add stuff to it, which kind of pads it out too, which makes it longer, which I, I, that, that kind of bothers me because they made it too. It worked out well for the Hobbit trilogy. Yeah. They made it too, they made it <laughs> right. too, two ninety minutes and said they could have really cut it down and made it one 90 minute uh, movie if they took out all the extra stuff they added. But the major change in the book is the, from the book is the ending. Oh, the twist. Yeah, so the twist in the the movie in the book is Gilda did it. Well, Gilda did most of the murders and never gets caught. Right. The change in the movie is stupid because Batman figures it out and confronts her, but then lets her go. And it's like, wait a minute. So either A, he wasn't smart enough in the book to figure it out, (laughs) or B, he figures it out, but lets her go. I would rather go if he didn't figure it out. Well, <laughs> Makes that's more such sense. A, that's such a that's such a Batmanism right there. Just letting the criminals go, the murderers yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. That, that's so Batman. Oh, I know. So Batman. Yeah, and of course they added in the the romance between Catwoman and Batman because that's the thing now in, in the comics. Right. Yeah, in the comics. Yeah, you gotta you gotta bring in those readers, newer readers that read Batman currently. <sighs> I mean, I mean, they kind of had a thing in Dark Knight Returns too. But it wasn't a big thing. It was like one kiss. It, they had a past relationship. It was just one kiss. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> add, add and subtract. All right. And then last but not least, we had talked about uh, Ryan Reynolds mm. had actually yum. gone, went into. Yum, yum, yum. He actually went into the offices at Disney and proposed a story of Deadpool meets Bambi. And essentially, the, the the story that he proposed was Deadpool confronts the killer that uh, the hunter that killed Bambi's mother. So we had we had two comments on this. I'll I'll start with this this one first. Jen, huh? who's at J McMahon seventy eight, said, "Ry Ry, only if you make Bambi a wet koala with chlamydia. It's only fair. It's twenty twenty one. Time to represent." Why do we got to abuse the koalas? Yeah, you know, I'm too old for that tweet. Let me see if I can understand this. So, Rye Rye, okay, got it. So, the first syllable of the name repeated to shorten the name. Okay, so that's Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Bambi, wet koala. Why does it need to be wet? I understand what chlamydia is, but I don't understand what it has to do with a koala. Okay. <laughs> All right. Does it have um, to make sense? Do, uh, I do, guess do, not. Do, do you do you fuck the koala? Or right, or and it, how does it, it get wet? <laughs> is it sweaty because of what right. you're doing? Okay, it's it's, anyway. ner- it's, it's nervous because Deadpool's around. There's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of humidity in Australia, so the the koala is going to be hot with all the fur. So 
Hey, I'm trying to figure it out myself. This is bad. Yeah, I... But on to the question at hand, I mean, okay, great. Deadpool with Bambi. Make it a 15-minute short in front of Deadpool 3 or something or some other MCU movie. I mean, great. A koala with chlamydia. Is it a metaphor? I don't know. I don't know. I would bet all the money I have that no one on earth will ever repeat that sentence or type that sentence ever again. Uh, uh, what koala with chlamydia. I what koala might be the name of the episode? All right. And then... <laughs> Gorilla Brain Podcast said, I think I'd rather eat a set of spool of barbed wire than even consider watching this. That's yeah, I'll get how, how do you really feel, Ray? Like, like, let it out. Why? Why? Why would anyone yeah. want to watch this? Really? Like, okay, what is wrong with Ryan Reynolds' brain? That beautiful, beautiful brain of his. But uh, uh, what is wrong that he has to go and find Bambi's killer and kill him? Is it bad enough that he killed all the editors in chief and Marvel kills the Marvel or Deadpool kills the Marvel universe? Yeah, yeah. You know he kills yeah. everybody. Why does yeah. he got to kill? Ba you know, okay, I get it. Bambi's killer or his mother's killer didn't kill for food. I guess he killed for sport. I get it. Maybe that's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. But you know why not go and and end the racism in Dumbo? You know, kill that, you know, kill the circus dude, you know, kill Captain because, Hook off. I, I, because historically more people complain about Bambi's mother being killed than anything else. Why? Why? She's a, she's a deer. Look, look, he's got, it's, 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 he's got to appeal to the largest audience. It's a, it's a business. He's got to make his money. Not with Bambi. Yeah. Ju just stick with Deadpool, nail Deadpool three and, uh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. PG thirteen Deadpool. No, nah, I'm kidding. They rated it R, didn't they? They approved it for R. Yeah. I. I. Well, it won't be under Disney. You, yeah. It's probably, gonna it'll, it's, gonna, it's gonna be a Hulu original. It, it'll probably that's have the Fox logo. Like I haven't yeah, seen free. I haven't seen Free Guy, but I have a feeling it, that still says Fox on the front of it too. So. Yeah. That you know that's where Disney sends all of their things that they don't want under their banner. Look at Modoc. Modoc was incredible. I laughed my ass off at Modoc. Yeah, they put that on Hulu. I, I, yeah, Dave, Dave was in the chat. I'm just like, Modoc, Modoc, who's watching Modoc? I think only Randy replied that he was watching Modoc. And I'm like so disappointed because it was so good. So many Easter eggs. Hilarious. Pat Oswalt, uh, Pat Oswalt nailed it. Like, <laughs> just took that character to the oomph degree. Robot Chicken-esque. Loved it. Yeah. Everything about it. But they dumped it on Hulu Plus. Or Hulu Plus. Oh shit! Wait for that one. They dumped it on Hulu. Yep. Why? Why didn't Why didn't it go on Disney? What are you afraid of? And that's why I fear what they're going to do with Deadpool. If you couldn't handle Modoc, then there's yeah, no way that, you're handling Deadpool. That's the thing. Yeah. If they do Deadpool rated R, it won't go on Disney Plus, and that's what stinks. Yes. I think with I think Modoc was a huge experiment. I don't think they had much faith in it. Although it was great, I watched it. But also, it introduced some like X Men villains that I don't think Disney's quite ready to. to put. I mean, they didn't introduce them. They're more Easter eggs, like you're saying. It was more of a. I was just. It was funny to yeah, see like, like Mr. Sinister <laughs> partying down. I, I, yeah, I, I just don't think. I don't know. I don't think they think it had wide appeal. But it, it really is. You're right. It's it's Marvel robot chicken. It's hilarious. Right. If they would have promoted it just a little bit better, you know, yeah. under the dis under the Disney banner. I think it would have done much more than what it does. No one talks about it. Yeah. They really should be. That superhero speak didn't even talk about it. I don't have Come Hulu. on, guys. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, well, speaking of promotion, if you want to be a part of uh, Social Media Madness, 
here's our good friend D Square to tell you how you can follow us on social media and be a part of social media madness. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of social media madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, you can check out old episodes of the podcast as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at Superhero Speak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. The Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Colt 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. All right, we're back. Thank you for that, Don. And oh, you know. Why don't we take this opportunity? You can go first, Don. Why don't you plug Omega 11 Nerds? Yeah, absolutely. So join us, of course, about 8 p.m. every Sunday for a live stream. The audio-only version is, of course, uploaded to Podbean and available on Apple Podcasts and all the other aggregate sites. Go to, of course, Twitter at OmegaLevelNerds.com, and you will see our YouTube link in the description. We are driving toward 100 subscribers so we can have a cool URL so I can stop saying go to my YouTube for the link or go to my Twitter for the link. But until then, Omega Level Nerds at Omega Level Nerds on Twitter. All right. And Ray, Gorilla Brain Podcast. The one and only Gorilla Brain Podcast. Coming back. Season four is coming, Dave. I know I've been saying it for a while now, but in reality, it's really coming back. I put out a tweet the other day that said, I'm the Kanye West of podcasting. Because when I show up, when I show up, you, you shut your mouth and you listen. I'm the Kanye. But now you can catch me on Twitter at Gorilla Brain Pod uh, on Instagram. Same deal. I've been doing a little Twitch streaming, Gorilla Brain Gaming. That's pretty cool. Uh, that's coming back as well now that I have the time. No, I don't have a website. Um, <laughs> but you can catch me anywhere. You know, on TikTok, I am quite popular on TikTok. 37.5K followers. Wow, wow, wow. Catch me at 8 Ray, spelled out as a word. One word. <laughs> uh, other than that, that's about it, man. Um, Get ready, because um, <laughs> the king of hot takes, the prophet, has returned, and D-Square is crying. You and Joey are dancing over on that TikTok. Well, on that Joey, day- Joey's dancing, bro. I'm not dancing. I'm not, not- dancing. I'm, I'm romancing. <laughs> on that note, we'll take our first commercial break, and we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. all right so we do what's going on what's going on everybody it is time for super wait wait that's not it we got some news to talk about this is a spoiler based podcast wait that's not it either no 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 mr button all the way to the top oh (laughs) what i'm i'm I'm, okay i got the wrong intro sorry guys i apologize all right all right all right let's talk some news so the big news of course we got a leaked no way home trailer and actually before we get into that the current rumor 
is that because of that, Sony is going to actually drop the trailer tonight because they're premiering it at some like oh, yeah, like a Sony. They're doing. Yeah, so they're going to be they're going to be showing it there. So once they show it there, they're going to drop it online after that. So we shall see. So my first question to go around the room. I know you saw it, right? Because you gave me the link so I could see it. Don, did you see the leaked trailer? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it actually confirms, i basically seen a bleak synopsis of the movie, and it kind of confirms that ooh, that was on the nose. So yeah, we'll just release the movie at this point. <laughs> There's something in that synopsis that I don't like, but I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't read it online, but it kind of confirms it since... The trailer shows the beginning that was in that synopsis. Yep. So, uh, I mean, so yeah, by the time this comes out, most likely the trailer, the official trailer will be out. It was interesting because this was unfinished and the videos are really bad quality. So yeah, first, which is really, which is odd because you know damn well that movie is done. It's done, packaged, and been done for six months. You know it. It's one of those things that makes you think it's fake, but at the same time, it's like, well, no, because there's too much new stuff in there that obviously they... There's no way they created that just for this. So. Right. And what was weird about it was that it was a cell phone filming another cell phone. Yes. Like, that was just really, like, if you were going to put out a fake trailer, which they've been putting out fake trailers, fan-made trailers for months mm -hmm. now. Oh, yeah. And, and and they're pretty awful, by the way. Pretty badly cut together, I, I will mm -hmm. say. But this one, it had the music. It was unfinished. So it was almost like, uh, you remember when, the, geez, this was like 2008 or whenever Wolverine uh, Origins came out? The, yeah. work print, the work print leaked online and I downloaded it. <clears throat> I mean, I mean, and it was the work print. So none of the special effects were in there. So you would see the 3D models bouncing around. So I'm used mm -hmm. to seeing the work print version. Seeing this trailer, I knew it was legit because it looked exactly like Wolverine Logan's did. Right. So I'm like, okay, this is the real deal. And plus it had, you know, Dr. Strange's in it, you know, scenes that you never saw him in. Yep. Uh, and it just had everything that would be in a trailer. Like it had the pacing of a trailer. So I'm like, this is, this is the real deal. I got to send this to the boys. And I did. And then by the time I sent it to you, they had removed it. So that's when I was like, aha. Exactly. That's when you take it down, you are confirming that that that's legit. Oh yeah. And every time, every time I found a new, place that had it like five minutes later it was it was gone so it's like yeah this is this is definitely real so so unless they change the one that comes out spoilers this definitely confirms he goes to see dr strange to make his secret go away you know or mm -hmm. a secret again and that doc ock and green goblin are in this movie well Let's say Norman Osborn. They don't show yeah. him. In, they don't show him as Green Goblin in the in the trailer. So, so this is normally the part of the show where John will go on a rant of how it's Mephisto. <laughs> <laughs> is it Mephisto? <laughs> yeah. So it's and it's him asking Doctor Strange to cast a spell to erase people's knowledge of him being Spider Man mm -hmm. that cracks open the multiverse. It was already cracked open. Loki cracked it open. Well, that's how we have. That's how we have one if right now. It's all it's all connected. <laughs> yes, but I think this is yeah. this is what this is what breaks the veil where they can now go in between realities. So Oh um, yeah, I, I def I definitely think this is gonna be the base point of, of phase four going forward. I definitely believe that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, are we excited to see those villains return? Absolutely. Yeah. 
and, and coincidentally, I just uh, spent uh, the, a wonderful weekend with my wife at a cabin in the woods. Very limited internet, so they just had a Blu-ray player that they provided and some movies. Mm-hmm. One of those movies happened to be Spider-Man Two, so we popped it in and watched it. And so, and then I see this leaked trailer, and we see Doc Ock, you know, which again, anyone who read the synopsis kind of knew it was coming. But that was kind of yeah. cool. Like, I don't know. I was excited to see that. Like, okay, cool. You know, even the wife, you know, she's aware of Doc Ock at least. So when she sees this, she'll, she'll be familiar. But it's one, th- it's one thing to see a synopsis. It's one thing to read it, but to actually right. see him on screen and say, hello, yeah. Peter, I'm just like, I lost my mind. I'm like, yeah. this, this, this whole trailer was worth it just for that one moment. Is this how we're going to get Peter or Spider-Man versus the Sinister Six? Is that what this movie is going to be? Sony's uh, had a hard on for that forever. So my, I'm saying yes. I don't think Sony will sell Spider-Man until they make that happen. Dave, how much do you want to bet that at this Sony con, they're not going to give us the Spider-Man trailer? They're going to give us another Morbius trailer? How funny would that no, be? No, no, everybody, no, no, Everybody's no. been clamoring for Morbius. Right? <laughs> Jared, Jared Leto and his ultimate role here, you know, that the Joker uh, wasn't bad enough. But, <laughs> I mean, where's my Werewolf by Midnight? Where's my movie? I've been, I've been petitioning for this forever. I want it. I want it. I want it. I don't want a series. I don't want a cartoon. I want a movie. No, not going to get it. (laughs) No, no. Because I never get what I want. Like I said, Marvel teases never pleases this guy. (laughs) So, so let's hope they actually do release it tonight and then we can confirm or deny it. But I mean, yeah, no, there's no way like that all looked legit and oh my goodness. What if, what, what if, no pun intended, what if, what if, Mephisto is all CGI, and we didn't see him in that yeah. in that leaked trailer because he's not finished. Oh, John's gonna go ape shit, bro! It's gonna be awesome. He's gonna he's gonna theorize this before that trailer comes out. You're gonna so, get a text after this. So maybe the problem with Mephisto, we talked about this on the show, and I didn't realize this is that uh, JD talked about this in Chinese cinema. They don't like depictions of the devil. So, since so since he is like the the Marvel version of the devil, they there's a theory that's why they're avoiding using him outright. So, I mean, that, that is a lot of money lost. If they don't if they don't have the China market and the foreign markets, then it's, yeah. it's not good. You know, it'd be Black Widow profitable. Oh, it's one. God, I said it. I said it. <laughs> it's one of the reasons why I. It's one of the reasons I thought he was going to show up in WandaVision because, from my understanding, Disney Plus isn't in China, so they could have got away with it there but but what happens when they do get it and then they see it and then there's a big problem there's a big hufflepuff over it you know what i mean and then yeah and then somebody from marvel will have to do the john cena to china and they just don't <laughs> mm-hmm. send over emissaries no. we give you chris pratt have him <laughs> no. we don't want him <laughs> what everyone loves star lord yeah not in the what if universe buddy sorry not in the what if universe and and not in certain people's if certain political views they they seem to think lowly of him well this is not the place for that all right uh speaking of trailers this one i found fascinating so i also find um, it fascinating so we're in the middle of mashes of the universe on netflix we got five episodes, and God knows when they're going to release the next five because Netflix doesn't tell us any of that. 
And in the middle of all this and the fun controversy around it, Netflix goes, oh, by the way, here's the other Masters of the Universe cartoon we've been working on. Here's the trailer for it. So that came out this past weekend. Now, my initial reaction, I thought it was cool. I liked it because I liked the idea, like, after the disappointment of Masters of the Universe, I'm like, cool, I like this better. Just take it in a whole new direction. Do something fun that appeals to a young audience. Like, yeah, that works for me. Ray, you're shaking your head. What, what did you think? My thought, and my first thought when I had to watch the trailer for the show, was what in the Rob Liefeld drawing hell is this shit? Why? Why do we need more He-Man? We don't need more He-Man, Dave. D, I know you're with me. I know you're with yeah, me, no, man. I, I, I'm Take with my you. hand. Take my hand, please. <laughs> it, it, it looks dumb. I'm sorry. It, it looks dumb. Why do they have huge chests and tiny legs and awful feet? Liefeld is involved. Um, Rob Liefeld, come on, superhero, speak. I'm speaking for Dave on this. But you've been petitioning Mr. Uh, Liefeld for a while now. It just, it's so, why? Who wanted more He-Man? So, I, you know, I, I saw the, let me just tell you, I saw the trailer because I'm friends with Tim Kane, and he is the artist who designed the characters for the show. And he put the post on his Facebook feed to, for the trailer. So Tim, if you're listening, I apologize for my temporary co-host. Don't apologize for me, bro. <laughs> It's just, I think the redundant, the Masters of the Universe redundancy that's going on right now is definitely, if you if if you would have shown this and we had no other Masters of the Universe series going, I might have said, okay, cool, that's a modern take. Like, okay, it's great that He-Man's uh, sword is now the size of the Dragon Slayer from the Gut series. That's cool. Okay, <laughs> I'm on board. Oh, we got the Master of the Wild. We got the Master of of magic i you know okay we got the master of bader i mean i just didn't get that i didn't get what's going on at all and i don't know so i'm sorry i'm sorry for me i'm gonna apologize for me because i just don't get it I'm so sorry. my understanding who for this though well from my understanding they got the they got the rights over at netflix and this was in development first mm. and, and for, a, for a much longer time and then Kevin Smith got involved and to do and his they saw show. Mark Hamill and they said, okay, this goes. Exactly. So they were holding off on this. And that's the thing that's interesting because this has been done from my understanding for over a year. And that's what I was getting at. It's the to me, the timing's interesting. Like, okay, everyone's pissed off. Well, let's throw this one at them and see if the people that are pissed off will like this better. So that's kind of what I feel like Netflix is doing, but I could be wrong, but that's my opinion on this. Where did this He-Man revival come from? Like, where did it start? Who was like, who was online one day and said, you know what? Somebody should do some new He-Man. Who, who did that? The same place any of these revivals come from. They're afraid to take chances on new properties. It's like, well, He-Man was popular in the 80s, and those people are grown up, so let's, you know, do something new with it, you know? I mean, it's just... Those people are all grown up, make anywhere between sixty and hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, let's put it out there. Make sure all the toys are in it too. Yeah, that's really gonna get them. But well, yeah. I mean, uh, so I, I look at it. Okay, I actually look at it this way. Like when Teen Titans Go came out, I was ticked because it was so stupid and silly. I loved it. But I was sitting there on the couch, and my son was watching it, and he loved it. And I'm like, okay, I get it. It's not for me. It's for him. So I get it. This. 
this new He-Man's not for me. It is for the eight-year-old that's going to now fall in love with a new He-Man and go buy the ask his dad to buy him the toys, you know? And I'm wondering if there's something with a connection with that too, where it's like the parents grew up with it. Now when the kid says, oh, I want a He-Man from the new cartoon, oh, well, then they're going to go out and buy it because they grew up with it and they know the property already, so... Hopefully they'll be like me and say, son, He-Man ain't shit. Did you see what Man in Arms did to all those people with that big fucking cannon? Do you see how <laughs> every scene that Man of Arms is in, he just destroys everyone? No, no, no. We're getting you Man at Arms, son. Anyway, I'm a, I don't know. It made me a Man at Arms stand. Seriously, that the Kevin Smith one. So, Well, this one looks like it actually centers on He-Man, right. the main I character. So. That's your... Oh, you mean the guy that was missing the first like four episodes? Yes yes the guy, that guy. the guy that died in the first episode and then nah. uh, for no inexplicable reason says okay i'm gonna leave heaven now i, I also die I, again i also want to say this and it's funny because like everyone keeps talking about the kevin smith lies one of the things when it came out and it was then called masters of the universe instead of he-man the master of the universe he lied and said we couldn't call it he-man and the masters of the universe because filmation owns the rights to that no he couldn't because there was another cartoon waiting to go on Netflix called He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. So, Kevin. Again. Poor you, Kev. in, his, in his age, you know, all, all the weed, you know. All, all exactly. The, uh, yeah. He ain't thinking so straight these days. That's why he's doing Clark's three. Go nobody back, asked for that. Go back to what he knows, right? Yeah. nobody. He, he's bringing back shit nobody asked for but him be honest with it he wants he-man back he wants clerks to come back you know whatever go do you kevin i love you but go do you i don't know what happened to like just creating kitschy movies within that universe you know like the sequel thing is is silly did we lose uh, he's where gone did i prophesy something did i talk bad about kevin smith so bad that he had to up and leave Uh (laughs) uh-oh let's take two seconds here and i'll message him maybe he lost internet I'm back. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, he had to he had to go wipe the tears out of his eyes. He's like, no one talked about Big Daddy Kev. Right, that's exactly it. Yeah, Clark's doing the masterpiece. You shut your mouth. Jay <laughs> 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 uh, Silent Bob reboot was amazing. You shut it. You shut it. Was it? I didn't see it. No, it was awful. <laughs> it was like, oh, it was bad. Yeah, I'm actually not a Kevin Smith movie fan at all. Like, and the only reason I've even saw Jane Silent Bob, Bob Strike Back is because of Mark Hamill. I was like, okay, yeah, I gotta give cock knocker, cock knocker. Mm-hmm. I got his action figure. <laughs> Speaking Don't of fuck cock with the Jedi mask. <laughs> Speaking of Mark Hamill and cock knocker, or Mark Hamill and Star Wars, <laughs> we did get another trailer this week, and that was for the Star Wars Vision. Visions, which is going to be, I think, nine different anime shorts all taking place in the Star Wars universe. And it really sucks that John is not here this week to talk about it since he is the anime guy. But uh, did you guys well, you have got a... the B, you got you got the B plus player right here. I'm kind of the anime guy, even though John shits on every opinion I throw up about anime. But whatever. Uh, you, you got the B plus player right here. So here we go. Uh, Star Wars Visions. I'm yeah, all right. for it. Yep. I'm all for it. I'm loving the animation styles. They can take and do kind of like the what if is doing right now. They can do stories in another universe in another time. Uh, they can, you know, fill in blanks here and there if they want. I mean, we don't really know. We didn't see too 
Right. So, you know, of course they're not going to, you know, give out the whole thing. This isn't the Halloween Kills trailer where they give the whole movie away. But so it, it, it leaves me wondering, what is it? What is it going to be? And more importantly, what studios are behind it? Because it looks like different animation styles for each episode, correct? Yeah, yeah. We actually, yeah. we had, we mentioned that a couple episodes ago. There are, I think there's nine shorts or nine episodes and eight studios because one studio is doing two but yeah so and they're all have different styles they're all like anime studios and they're in japan so it's not like you know it's not lucas arts doing it it's all different ones okay i'm kind of curious though do you remember back in the day back in the day like maybe about 10 years ago remember marvel did that they put out blade they put out x-men and a couple other things i wonder if it's like the same studio that's going to be doing it this go around I, I don't know i mean i thought they were pretty cool looking yeah what do you think don it does look sweet it, it looks awesome yeah no i i think it looks awesome yeah i like the really like crazy obscure lightsabers <laughs> so this definitely looked to have a couple of them well what was this, this like six-headed whip lightsaber uh going on i thought that was cool and i also read some things about some of the episodes are going to deal with the fact that there's like these lightsaber blacksmiths or whatever you want to call them these lightsaber forgers so i i I just it looks exciting i I love pretty much anything star wars and i didn't see anything that made me think this would be stupid we saw all slave one we saw boba fett or at least someone with a fire spray ship and boba fett's armor but yeah there you go so that's (laughs) always you know gets you excited so yeah I i can't wait i know what my wife saw it and so I think most people may be confused by where it's at in the timeline. You know, that was one thing she was saying. It's like, oh, I, when does this happen? I was like, I don't know, but I'm in. I'm in the. Movie. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think that matters. I think it's just these are just stories that take place in the universe. Yeah. I, I mean, um, is it canon? Is it canon? I don't think they yeah. are. From I don't think I they understand. That no, yet. from what I understand, from what I understand, it's it, it it's set in like obscure places in the universe. So. I'm good. I think it's going to be canon, but it's just not at all connected to anything we're aware of. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll take that. I'm still um, going to watch it regardless. <laughs> so, so what was I going to say? Oh, what? Quick uh, correction, Don. What did you call that ship that Boba Fett flies? Well, no, his the the name of the ship is Slave One. No, 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 not the, not the anymore. The base model. <laughs> Well, no, 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 no. Okay, listen. Don't get me started on that. Because <laughs> that's gonna whoa, anger whoa, whoa, me. Whoa, whoa. It's, it's now Boba Fett ship. That's it. It doesn't have a name. Yes, and that sucks. What? And I will call it Slave One. All I don't the care. all the new toys that come out don't say Slave One on them anymore. They now say Boba Fett ship. No, 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 no. You, you guys are messing. With. Like, no, like is the joke? Is the rip? No, I railed about this on my podcast. No, they're not gonna not they're not gonna not name it something else. But they are not gonna refer to it as Slave One anymore. I, I, I'm That's so angry. I don't I don't have words. It's also why they don't make Slave Leia action figure anymore. Yeah, it's what it's, it's world? Total, it's yeah, very dark one. <laughs> okay. See, he gets it. Okay. He gets it. Okay. See, that's why. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, see, the, the, the Slave One. I don't have words. I'm so mad right now. Like, there's a million words that want to come out, but wow. Okay, let's let's just go back in the history books and just take the word out in, in whatever. But let let's just go and just change the world. It's not. I'm so mad. 
move on from this. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, I, I will particularly go nuclear if we watch the Book of Boba Fett and they do this shit. Like, okay, if they want to make sure it's not on their Lego sets and shit like that, okay. But if they go through the Book of Boba Fett and not mention, oh yeah, that's Slave One, I'm going to be even more pissed. <clears throat> or if they give it a new name. Yeah. But they will. They'll probably start, oh, this fire spray model. Like, no, bitch, it's Slave One. It's got nearly a century's worth of modifications. It's not, anyway. All right. Well, going from uh, anger anger over Slave One to a movie nobody asked for. I mean. Oh, you you got that right. A movie everyone wants. So (laughs) they're going to be doing a Birds of Prey spinoff, which is going to be. This is is the the joke, right? This is the (laughs) joke. It's going to be Black Canary from who's what's her name? Junie Journey Smollett from Birds of Prey, who played her. And they're making it for HBO Max. Yeah. So, so here's my questions on this. If we're getting, what, if we're, what it, podcast am I on? <laughs> <laughs> what? You're talking about a superhero movie, Black Canary. Sure. Keep going. I'm going to lose my mind. I should have said no. If they're trying to, reset the Snyderverse, why are they still doing spinoffs in that on HBO Max? Because they are so desperate for content on HBO Max that they'll just throw shit at the wall and hope something sticks. That's why they do it, Dave. I feel like these are movies that they were proposing for the DCEU, and now that it's dead, it's like, okay, well, we can still do them, but we'll just do them on HBO Max. And it's just like, but why? This is disturbing. Who wanted this? Who? Who wanted this? Birds of Prey, the TV show. It flopped. Birds of Prey, the movie, was a bomb. It made some money. Meh. It was awful. Somebody liked it. I'm sure somebody. But who wanted a Black Canary movie? We barely wanted Black Canary on Arrow. Who wanted this? Like, I need to find these people that are proposing that Deadpool and Bambi hook up in the forest and, 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 and slave one doesn't exist and, and, and everything and, uh, go, go ahead dave Continue on the show. <laughs> so don what do you think of a black canary movie on hbo max he has no words Uh-oh. we broke don we broke don did we lose again? him again i think we lost him again oh man perfect timing wow uh, uh, oh my god <laughs> i mean I, I can keep going I can keep going. There's. I, I don't. There's, oh, 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 Don's here. Okay. We lost you for a second. So that's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> he left the conversation. That's what he thinks. Just like he would um, leave the But theater. yeah, I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I'm not a fan of the character. I know there are a lot of people, for no reasons that I'm aware of or understand, like the character and clamor for one? something like this. Not in person. So there you Case go. In point. I, I, it, it, it just, I don't know. They, they, they got a cheap script somewhere or they're, is DC just trying to capture the female audience, which I mean, I get, I get. That's what they have. That's what they have Margot Robbie for. That's that. that there that you one. go. Yes. Why do we need Black Canary? No, no one wants Black Canary. Black Canary doesn't even want Black Canary. <laughs> um, well, that, that was rumored when Birds of Prey came out that they were going to do a Black Canary movie. And my guess, Warner Brothers. The, the, first off, let's let's make something straight. The the article says it's in development, so it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen. Yeah. But also, a lot of people aren't aware. Warner Brothers is one of the worst studios that 
says, oh, come do this movie and we'll cast you in this, right? One, what famously they did it for years for Wonder Woman. They kept saying to different actresses, come be in this movie and we'll cast you as Wonder Woman. Remember when Sandra Bullock was rumored to play Wonder Woman? That's why. I remember, re- yeah, I remember reading it, yeah. Because they, they got her to do one movie promising her that she would be cast as Wonder Woman. And there's like a, there was a whole slew of women that would come out every couple of years. Uh, the, the, the point was, at that time, they had no plans to actually make a Wonder Woman movie. <laughs> they were just saying this to get the, these actresses to do other movies. So I don't know if there's some kind of weird contractual thing they have where, like, they said no. they would make this movie and... Eh. No, they're out of ideas. Yeah. They're, they're, taking, they're taking established characters. Okay, we have a Black Canary on Arrow, and we have a Black Canary in Birds of Prey. People know who she is, right? Let's just do a series on her because we need content. Because, you know, Disney Plus is out there. All these different companies are out there right now doing original. Amazon, you know, you know, has Invincible and a couple other, uh, the boys and things like that. They're just clamoring for content to keep the subscribers. Right. That's all they're doing. That's why HBO bought, you know, South Park for X amount of billions or millions or whatever they did. That, that's not an HBO property. That, that's right. just what was up for bid. They are just clamoring for content. That's all it is. And they just want people and the superhero boom is real right now. So they're like, okay, Black Canary, fuck it. Throw it against the wall. Let's see if it sticks. Maybe we get a season two. Maybe we get a, a spinoff of that. Kind of like the Arrowverse and the Flashverse that, you know, it just it devolved into crap. But the point is, is that they are so desperate right now that they'll do anything. Anything. And that's so stupid because they have Batman and Superman and Green Lantern and the mm-hmm. the Flash. I mean, they're going to have a Flash movie, and I'm actually excited, but that's because it's Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got awesome, awesome characters. This is just not needed. Make a good fucking Batman movie. <laughs> that's never going to happen. Uh, that, that's the Pattinson one. That That's coming. Don't worry. <sighs> have faith. I heard he sparkles. Th- that's <laughs> yeah. fine. And I'll take that. Because you know what? When the Dark Knight, came, uh, yeah, when the Dark Knight came out, I, and I heard Heath Ledger is Joker. Yeah. Why? Who would want that? Who would want ten things I hate about you stinking up my Batman? Boy, was I wrong. And then when they announced Pattinson, I, I had that same exact feeling. I'm like, who the fuck wants Robert Pattinson as Batman? Whoa! I had that same tingle in my belly, and I'm gonna trust my gut on this one and go. Pattinson is gonna be the best Batman since Keaton. Under 150 that, pounds. That's fine. That's what the suit's <laughs> for, Daddy. That's what the muscle suit and the nipples from Batman Forever and, and Batman and Robin are for, man. <laughs> Wait a minute. The bat suit you, you Batman really, and Robin had nipples. That should have told us something. Oh. Yeah, you really you really think Clooney was ripped like that at that time? No, no he was filming he was filming the peacemaker and wearing long sleeves and pants the whole time. He didn't even show up his body. He wasn't even stacked like that. That was all rubber, baby. Michael Keaton wasn't buff like that. Come on. No. Come on now. He just got off the set of Beetlejuice. He wasn't ripped. He was right. ripping beers and bong hits. That's about it. <laughs> it's all about the suit. Never. I'm telling you, you're going to love the patent. So I'm telling you. I got a, I got a feeling, Dave. D, you know I'm a prophet. You know it. From experience. I, from experience. Trust, That's right. Trust, trust in me. Trust I'll, I'll in tell- me. I'll tell my brother Volsker because he's a Batman fan and he is absolutely dreading this Paddington, 
Patton, Pattinson, as I like to call him, movie. Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll let him know that there's. I'm telling you, they're gonna mix the the noir with the noir with the modern age perfectly. It's gonna blend perfectly. Pattinson's gonna be a great Bruce Wayne. I'm not so sure about his fight scenes, whatever. But you get stuntmen and all that for that choreographers and all. But I'm telling you, it's gonna be dope. Quote me on that, Dave. I want you to mark this day, mark this time. Okay. Oh, speaking of this day, I forgot. I was going to mention this at the top of the show. It's August 23rd as we record this, which I just found out, I didn't realize, is WandaVision Day. So if you remember the first episode when they look at the calendar and they're like, oh, this date is marked? Mm. It, oh, was okay. August, it was August 23rd. So with a little heart. Yeah, with a little heart. So, so there we go, boys and girls. Don't forget, celebrate WandaVision Day. Celebrate. Go binge watch the entire thing and then go watch Black Canary and go back to Empire Strikes Back and look at Boba Fett's ship that's no longer the slave one. Or you could watch you could watch the Eternals trailer and uh, have them say, hey, we can't get involved unless Deviates are involved. And then you're like, wait, Thanos is a... I don't understand what's going on. Don't get me started. I still don't know how they're going to explain that and have it People be like, oh, yeah, that made sense. Can I just say that I think that the Eternals is just a way to a jumping point to get to X-Men? Yeah, I yeah. did. I did comment that that this emergence they're talking about is mm. right. Yep. We we seem to be going in a direction. That's, that's how fine. we're going to get mutants. What, yeah, that, that's fine. That's whatever. It's better than them stepping through a portal in the multiverse of madness. At least that's what I think. Yeah. The, the only thing that would ruin... Man, Magneto's a problem character right now. Is Magneto with him being a concentration camp survivor? True. I, I think we're going to end up seeing a whole new Magneto, though. I don't think yeah. they're going to be able to stick with the World War II because if they do, they're going to have to find a way to de-age him, and I don't think they want to do that. Well, how are they going to do Apocalypse? You know, it's the mutant gene, the Eternals have been around for thousands of years. Well, shit, so right. is Apocalypse. Yeah, and he was the first yeah. mutant, essentially. You know, so how's that going to work? Yeah. Mm. Maybe the magnetic power is slow as aging. No, they're just going to take a pop apocalypse and make it. <laughs> no, I meant with uh, with Magneto. Oh, <laughs> give me Fastbender or nothing else. I don't want any other Magneto but Fastbender. It's all going to be new actors. You got to get used to that idea now. The only one okay. crossing over is going to be Deadpool. All right. Stop it, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well. That is all the news that we have. So what we're going to do, boys and girls, real quick, to end the show, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And then after that, we're going to get into an interview that I did at uh, Black Label Comic Con, a real short one. It's with uh, Damian Lopez, and uh, he's an author, and he wrote a book called The Knight and His Queen. And I'll let him tell you better than I, but uh, he explains his... um, He looked at the world and, and... how people complain about how female characters are portrayed, how female antagonists are portrayed, actually. And he said, instead of being one of those people that goes online and complain, he would do something about it, write his own book. And that's what he did. So, so like I said, quick commercial break. And then when we come back, it'll be an interview with Damian Lopez. And then we'll come back and wrap up the show. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey everyone, we are still here at Black Label Comic Con, and we are with, here with author Damien Lopez, and we're going to talk about his book, The Knight and His Queen, book one, The Journey to the City. Uh, it's a young adult book. Why don't you tell the, the readers, you, you fascinated me with what your story about the book, so why don't you tell the listeners what uh, the book's about and what, what your inspiration was to write it? 
Of course. And first, I just want to say thank you for stopping giving this interview in the first place and giving me this chance to talk. So thank you very much. Oh, no problem. And my book, The Nyanus Queen, Book One, A Journey to the City, which you can find on Amazon and Rose Dog Books at your leisure, um, is about a tale of a character named Dimitri, Henry, and Alex. As they go along their journey, they, we meet a couple more characters as they try and get Dimitri's friend, also his love interest, Sophia, out of the capital city. Now, very basic story. However, my take and the, the reason why I wrote this book is because I had an issue with the female antagonist in modern media. Mm-hmm. How we only saw certain archetypes, which was the seductive, very young, very into her body, or very old, very cranky. Or right. if they were antagonistic, it was because a man did something to them. Right. And stories that show, quote-unquote, strong female characters only take male character archetypes and make them female. And there's nothing new. There's nothing there to show, well, who is this character? Right. So I took this concept, and I didn't like what I saw, and I said, let me write. Let me make a story that speaks to this. And there are a lot of topics are in this book, such as sexual assault against men, female-on-female sexual assault, how females can be antagonistic. They can be villains, and they can be done right, and not just female bad. You can make compelling characters and still make them antagonistic. And a lot like we talked about earlier, I'm a big believer in being the change you want to see. So if you want something to change, be that change. Write about it. Make a statement about it. Right, right, because in today's world, we have a lot of people that go online and complain about these, and they don't take in consideration the work yeah. it takes to create something, and if they don't like what they see, then put the work out and do it yourself. That, that's always been my philosophy, you know, like, be, exactly, be the change you want to see. If you want to see a story about a female antagonist, uh, you know, that feels like a real woman, then write the story yourself. If you want to write a story that about someone who's autistic that feels genuine, you know, go write this yourself. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's 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 amazing, and I and I really appreciate that. So, um, what are some of the what are some of the things in, in your real world that kind of inspired you to do this? Well, what inspired me in my real world, honestly, is the fact that um, prior to my current relationship, I was in an abusive relationship, mm-hmm. and my partner was female, and it was hard to get help or talk about what I was going through because. Anytime you would reach out and go to that extent, people give you the look of like, well, you're a man. You can just right. go walk away. Or And we're always expected as men to be the calm ones, to be the one that walks away and to not be into our own emotions. Right. And I feel that that's something that not just modern day men like ourselves teach each other because that's something we learn, but it's also up to females as well to also stand for that change and to say you can have emotions and it's not right who's hitting each other. What matters is violence is being done and it needs to stop. Right. Oh, no, I, I totally agree. There's a, Even in 2021, there's a lot of stigma around how men are supposed to react and how men are supposed to behave. Um, a, a really good friend of mine um, not that long ago tried to commit suicide because he was going through a very bad depression. But he was always told, well, men don't talk about their feelings. They don't talk about, you know, and then he finally got help and he's doing much better now. But exactly, like, it's, it's, a, it's, it's deadly, you know, that men don't talk about these things. And I make it a point to show this, for example, and this is, this is in the first chapter, everybody, so don't, I'm not giving spoilers. <laughs> but 
our our hero Dimitri, our main person that we follow, in the very first chapter, he doesn't think a plan through to rescue someone, and it almost gets him killed. It's only because of a character we meet that he's able to escape that situation. So we don't get just the I am the big strong hero type, and I'm going to say everyone. If in this world, and a lot like in our real world, if you aren't smart about the way you perceive, it can hurt you. Right. And I show this vulnerability through Dimitri. And each one of these characters you, is a part of me. And that's what allowed them to grow as much as they did. So, um, one of the things I've been I'm trying to ask everyone is, obviously, being an independent creator, Yes. conventions are very important to you. So, uh, I'm just kind of curious, how did 2020, and how did you find ways to get through? Well, definitely the way it affected me was more so... I, I used 2020 as a lot of the time to finish my project. Okay. Nothing was moving, nothing was going, so I just said, I literally have no excuse not to finish this. Right, right. I, I have every bit of time to finish this and to work on it right. and to make it good. And that was kind of what I walked out of 2020 with, a fully published book, which now it's up to me to actually get it out there. And thanks right. to people like you and your type of content that allows me to actually talk about this cool cool um so then given the uh you went out and you made you are trying to be the change you want to see um you buckled down and you got your projects worked on last year yep what advice would you give to someone out there who has an idea like you but is afraid to get started my my message to you to those that are struggling to get started and don't and don't know if their work is going to be good enough put it out there Put, put everything you are into it because there are going to be moments where you want to delete the entire document, where you want to get rid of everything you're working on and say, it's not going to work. I want to stop. Right. Don't let those moments define you. And if it doesn't work and if things don't succeed, keep going because you have a story to tell. And rather or not it succeeds, that's up to the public. But the important thing is that you finish. You work towards what you want because... I would much rather have a book that flopped than one on the shelf that never saw the light of day. I, I agree. That's the way to be. Um, so along those lines, yep. and uh, maybe, that, maybe that is the answer, but I'm going to ask anyway. The question that we normally wrap up on is, how do you measure success? Honestly, I'm, I'm a very simple and humble man. The fact that you bought one from me, I have succeeded today. Okay. That, that's how I measure it. Just... The, even the smallest amount of victories are still victories. Right. And then, of course, uh, for everyone listening, how can they find you online? And um, Well, you already told us, but again, where can they get the book? Well, my book is available on Amazon. It's called The Night and His Queen, Book One, A Journey to the City. And you can find it on Amazon. It's also on Rose Dogs Publishing. Rose Dogs Books. So it's rose like the flower, dog, right. dogs like the, the animal. And books. Right. So you go there, you type in the same title. Now, forewarning for everyone that wants to do it via Rose Dogs, um, they go based on business days. So if you were to order it on the weekend, it will come in Monday. Right, right. And things of that nature because I've had issues with people like, hey, I bought your book, but I don't have it. What's going on? Right. They go by business days. It's 8 to 5. Anything past 5 will be processed the next day. So... Okay. Unfortunately, these are things that are not listed on the website. <laughs> but hey, right. 
Um, but definitely thank you for this opportunity. And again, if you guys want to find me, um, my Facebook is my name, Damian Lopez. My Twitter is, let me have my Twitter handle. You don't mind if I put a Twitter handle, do you? No. Huh. Okay. No, because I don't, I don't want to like overtake, you know. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's Redgrave Vito. So it's Twitter at Redgrave Vito. So Redgrave common spelling Vito is V-I-T-O. I also have links there on my Twitter for the book. And I hope everyone here has just an amazing day. And if you're out there, and if you're struggling to make something happen, do it. Don't let anything stop you, and find a means to go for it. Because a dream realized is a dream worth having. Cool. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day. All right, boys and girls, we're back. Thank you for that, Damien. All right. So, before we wrap it up tonight... Let's see if we can get some recommendations and uh, final plugs for your podcasts, guys. We'll start with Ray. Oh, you can find my podcast on any podcasting app that's out there. Apple, Spotify, you know, those are the big daddies. Those are the big numbers. You know, we're also on Stitcher and a couple other ones, you know. And I think we're me, solo, number one. And like I said before, you can catch me on Twitter at Gorilla Brain Pod. DMs are always open. If you don't agree with one word I say then by all means, tweet me. By all means, DM me, and I will respond. I'm on Instagram, TikTok, all kinds of things. So, you know, find me. I'm out there. I'm usually just around ruining people's shows. So that's it. That's it. Any recommendations? Anything you're watching or listening to, reading? Mm. Go to D-Square. I'm going to think about it and get back to you. I had no recommendation <laughs> ready. All right, Todd? Well, I recommend that you do check out the What If series. I, I, I do enjoy that, and I, I'm looking forward to really seeing more of that. Outside of that, just you know, check me and my crew out uh, on Twitter at Omega Level Nerds. It'll have, of course, our link to the YouTube. Check that out. And we do some goofy stuff there, too. It's not just a show. Hopefully, we'll be uh, doing some uh, DBZ abridged commentary as well as I did mention uh, some maybe MVC, uh, MVC2 streaming. So check check that out. But outside of that, check out, sorry to steal your thunder day, superheroespeak.com. Check out my reviews. <laughs> All right. Wow. D, did you say abridged? Yeah, I have never seen DBZ abridged. And my one buddy on my podcast, who's like my best friend for like 20 years, is like, you've oh, got yeah. to watch this let's let's watch this together so we can get your reaction so it's okay it's the funniest shit <laughs> that's what he says <laughs> yeah i saw yeah. the first like 60 seconds of the first episode i was like oh, okay i see all right no, no 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 just just get to about episode 12 13 the audio quality goes up and the and the cuts get nice. better it's so much better. so get the nano um, okay so what do i want to recommend i recommend that people actually go and re-watch alien i just re-watched it the other day and I listened to a podcast. It was uh, Verbal Diorama. You know, shout out to M. And man, she kind of put it into perspective for me. I never watched it like this. Think of it like Space Jaws, because it pretty much has the same pacing, and like it lets your imagination run wild. It doesn't have to show you everything about the alien. It's just, it's just really cool. And I thought it was a cool way to watch it. So I recommend that you go and watch Alien in the perspective that it is Space Jaws. <laughs> cool. Never thought of that. That actually. That makes sense. Yeah, the the score and everything is just so Jaws-esque. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Cool. All right. Well, I will recommend 
You go to superspeak.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to our social media at the top of the page. Comic book reviews by our good friend D Square. And I am going to recommend first, because I just checked, it has dropped. The Spider official no. Spider-Man No Way Home trailer is has <laughs> dropped as of 30 minutes ago on uh, Sony's YouTube channel. So go check that out and then go and uh, you know what? Hopefully next week, everything will be back to normal and we will be reviewing Dark Victory, which is the follow up to Long Halloween by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. So if you haven't read it yet, read that and we'll be talking about it next week on the podcast. So until then, as always, thanks for listening and don't let you get caught in the door. Have a good on week. patrol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gabber Gator Productions. Well, I can hear the music this time. What? I'm watching the trailer. I can actually hear the music this time. It's like like a rendition of the Spider-Man, Spider-Man. They should have gotten the Ramones version. Yeah. I'll watch it after we're done here. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew. I I was hoping for a Morbius trailer. I was just being ironic. (laughs) Yep. So we'll see. I Uh, told you. I told you, Dave and Dave. I I love my B-Villains, man. I love Tombstone. Morbius, you know, I, I love so many just non thought of characters. So many, so many first appearances in that in that comic collection of just crap characters no one cares about. Just terrible, yeah. just terrible. You can collect all the Doctor Dooms and Fantastic Fours you want, man. X-Men. What is that? <sighs> He's watching the video. Why is it? That's a black suit, Spider Man. I didn't oh, notice oh. that before. Oh, you didn't, you didn't see that, Don. That. That the toy leaked a while ago. What his suit looks like in the movie? Is that Tobey Maguire black suit Spider Man? No, no, no. It's apparently Doctor Strange gives him a magic en- enhanced suit in it. He already had the Iron Man suit. What? What is going on, man? What is this world even? <sighs> that's that's late. One thing really broke my brain. You guys are killing me. That that is one thing that I kind of have an an issue with. But is there a discussion. disclaimer? Where what? Empire Strikes Back in the top right corner depicts racist, you know, oh, you know, I'm sure of slavery, you motherfuckers. My, uh, my, 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 my thing with the uh, my one issue with this is they had Tony being his mentor, then you had who was well, he didn't really have a mentor. In, oh, yeah, no, kind of like Nick Mysterio, Fury. yeah, Mysterio and Nick Fury were being a mentor to him, and now Doctor mm-hmm. Strange. And it's like, can't he just be? Spider-Man, like, stop trying to make... Uh, Yeah. Just one movie. Yeah, he didn't have a mentor when he started. Uncle Ben, I guess, would be his only mentor. All right, Don, what'd you think? Jay Jonah Jameson, maybe? I think Don's still watching it. Yeah, no, I'm still... It's it's done. Is it it what we saw? Is it what we saw just now with the special effects? It's just not as fuzzy for me, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that, that stuff was legit. I got to let my son know so he can watch it. He didn't get to see the fake trailer every time he tried to go Aww. see it. Oh, I screen capped it. I was going to put it in the chat. You could have sent it to him as a video. Yeah. Well, now you can watch the official trailer. All right. So. Now you can watch the real one. All right, gentlemen. Yep. All right. Have a good fun, night. Dave. All right. See talk you, to you guys later. Profit Bye. out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 